0: Hello there and welcome to the Uplifted Stepmom three-part workshop series. The Uplifted Stepmom is something that we run every every six months approximately and it's a a free three-part event that stepmoms have grown to love and look forward to and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. There's lots of healing, lots of growth, lots of transformation that happens throughout the Uplifted Stepmom series. Now, the only way to get the full experience of the Uplifted Stepmom series is, of course, to register and grab the workbook and show up at the live videos and make friends inside of our community. And I also realize that sometimes that's just not accessible for people, right? Life is busy got so many things going on it's hard to set aside an hour three times to sit and watch a video to sit and watch a live stream video and sit and receive and sit and be taught so I have decided to release the uplifted stepmom series on audio only on the podcast for a limited time so if you can binge this now I would recommend binging this now. It will not be left up for very long. Um, It will not be left up forever. So please take advantage of it while you can. Over the course of this workshop series, I'm going to be showing you the exact tools, the exact steps to take, the exact mindset shifts to make so that you can create more fulfillment in your personal life, more connection in your stepfamily relationships, more peace, less stress. All these things that we want as stepmoms, they can be yours at the end of this 3 what's it called trilogy? The the uplifted stepmom trilogy. I'm going to have to switch up, I'm going to have to switch up my naming. So please, I do hope you enjoy. Um, Please also make sure to listen to these in order. Workshop one followed by workshop two followed by workshop three as the content does build on each other and you will not get the same experience if you pick and choose which ones you would like to listen to based on the titles. So, so hashtag that's me. So please do go back and start at number one and work your way through. And I hope you enjoy. I hope that it is extremely powerful and transformative and life-changing for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Workshop 2. If you can hear me, let me know you can hear me. Uh, If you are here live, say hello so that I know you're here. Let me know who you are, where you're coming in from. How excited you are for tonight's workshop. I can't wait for tonight. Hello, Amanda. Welcome to workshop two. Hello, Anna and Tammy. Tammy J, hi. And hello, Cassie. Welcome everybody. Hi, Sarah Gale. Awesome. So if you're here live, say hello so I know you're here. If you are catching the replay, let me know in the chat that you are catching the replay. Hey, Rebecca, Alberta neighbor, good to have you here. And Kathleen, I'm glad you're excited. I'm also excited. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer from Kansas. April Rose from Australia. we doing everybody? How are we doing tonight? Okay, so we've got a lot to cover tonight. So we're just going to get into it. I want to welcome you back. I want to welcome you back to the Uplifted Stepmom three-part series. Now, by the end of this event, you are going to have a set of tools and processes and mindset shifts that are going to equip you to become more effective in communicating and connecting with the people in your step family. Okay. And you want to do that probably so you can create the relationships with your spouse and your stepkids and yourself that ultimately lead to more peace and more happiness and less stress and more personal fulfillment. Can I get an amen? So before we get into today, Forgetting today today's goodies i just want to do a super duper quick recap um if you have not already watched workshop one please make sure that you watch it the content does build on each other so if you're already here obviously stay like i'm not gonna kick you out And if you haven't watched it, please make sure you watch it like as soon as possible after this one, because this stuff builds on each other. And if you miss workshop one, you're going to be like, what is she talking about? Why does she keep talking about dandelions? (laughs) What is this? What is she talking about? Did she lose her mind? I did not lose my mind. We just need you to go through workshop number one. Okay. So in the first workshop, we talked about the power of self-awareness, why it works, why you need it. And you are here tonight tuning into the second workshop because you know it's the truth. You already know, right? There's a part of you that already knows the more self-awareness you have, the more fulfillment you will be able to create in your life. And then the more connected your set family relationships will become, right? You also know that developing self-awareness means that you are going to be launching an investigation. You are now a detective. Congratulations. And you are going to be launching an investigation into the root cause of your problems. Your problems, also known as your symptoms. Your symptoms, also known as the dandelions. Yeah? So up until now, if you are like most stepmoms that I have met along my journey, amazing journey of meeting amazing step-moms, then you have probably been making the mistake of trying to fix your problems, right? If you've been trying to fix your problems, say problems in the chat for me. If you've been trying to solve for these symptoms, right? You've probably been trying to figure out how do you get your stepkids to respect you? How do you get your spouse to support you and understand you? How do you create a healthy level of cooperation in your co-parenting relationship? Or at least not like probably straight up abuse, right? Those sorts of things. And look, I want you to figure out all those things too. I really, really do, which is why I'm not gonna tell you how to figure any of them out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna show you how to get rid of your problems directly, okay? I'm not going to show you how to pull heads off dandelions because then they're just gonna keep popping up and multiplying. I don't wanna show you how to put Band-Aids on your symptoms. Most of you have probably been getting by with Band-Aids and that's great, right? We all need Band-Aids sometimes. Band-Aids are awesome sometimes. And also, you're probably here because you're like, okay, I'm enough. Enough with the Band-Aids, enough with dandelions. I'm over it. I'm done with it, right? So I'm gonna show you how to get to the root of your step family issues so that the changes that you see, the peace and the happiness and the connection and the fulfillment that you get as a result can be significant and long-lasting. Because what is the point of putting in this work if it's not gonna give you a long-term solution? Most of you in here have probably already put in a ton of work, right? put work in the chat. If you feel like, Oh, so I've done is worked. i haven't to stop working at this stinging old step family thing. If you are like most, actually, if you're like most step clients that I know, you've probably felt like you are in fact the only person in your darn step family putting in any work at all. Right? So in this second workshop, I'm gonna be taking you through an exercise called the time, energy, money, matrix. Okay, time, energy, money, matrix. Because something I've come to realize over the years, now that I have had the honor and privilege of chatting with probably thousands and thousands of stepmoms, is that every single step family issue is rooted in one of three things. Any guesses what those are? It's in the title, right? Okay. Time, energy, money. So by the end of today's training, you are going to start to identify for yourself what is at the root of these three big stresses in your step family, okay? So before we get into the matrix, <laughs> I've been waiting to say that all day. <laughs> Before we get into the matrix, I thought we would start out with a little story, okay? So do I have any dog lovers in here? Where's my dog lovers at? Dogs are awesome, okay? I'm also a cat lover, I'm a both lover. Now, please know, no dogs were harmed in the making of this story, in the telling of the story. No dogs are harmed, okay? So once upon a time, A man was walking down the street and he saw a dog on a porch. And the dog was just sitting there, whimpering, whining, moaning. You know the sound they make. It was yowling. This dog is very distressed. It's very concerning. This dog is in a lot of distress. So this man walking down the street, a dog lover, obviously, he's concerned about the dog. He wants to make sure something's not wrong with this dog because he's yowling. So he goes and he knocks on the door of the porch where this dog is sitting crying. And some guy answers the door. Yep. How can I help you? And the man says, sir, is this your dog? Yes, this is my dog. (laughs) And the guy says, what's wrong with him? What is wrong with your dog? And the owner of the dog says, What do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, he's sitting there, he's moaning and he's groaning and he's yipping and he's yowling. It seems like something is very wrong with this dog. The owner says, Well, actually, now that you bring it up, he's sitting on a nail. What? Your dog is sitting on a nail? Why doesn't he get off? Well, It doesn't hurt bad enough yet. So one of the things about self-awareness work is that so many people are afraid of it at first, terrified of it. Some people are like, go ahead and let me know in the chat if you're feeling a little bit like nervous about digging in, getting your shovel out and digging in, getting to know yourself on a deeper level. And I totally get it, right? If you are a little bit afraid, I totally get it. I would think the same thing if I was you. And also, I want you to get really honest with yourself for a minute here. What brought you to the uplifted stepmom, right? What brought you here? What is this pain? What is this thing that you want to change? that caused you to invest your very, very, very precious time and energy into participating in this series. You're a busy gal. You got a lot going on. You got a lot of responsibilities and yet here you are hanging out with me. So what's it, what has this problem or this set of problems, what does this already cost you? What does it already cost you not to have an effective solution for these problems? And if that problem continues to be a problem for the next five years or 10 years, what will it have cost you by then? A lot of people will say, well, things will just be just like they are now, five years from now or 10 years from now, right? But that's not true, it's not true at all because you will have just spent five or 10 more years in the problem. And something we know about costs, is that costs add up, right? Debts accrue interest. Energetic debts are included with that. So it's not really a question of, is self-awareness work too scary to get into? It's a question of, how much more pain do you have to experience before that fear of what happens when you get off the nail becomes less scary? than staying firmly seated on the nail. They really, you know, I really want you, this is not just a hypothetical question. I really want you to answer that for yourself. What price do you eventually have to pay before getting to the root of your struggles doesn't seem so bad anymore? Before it becomes the only option on the table? Like I think about this all the time. If I was to get into a relationship with somebody, a new relationship with somebody who didn't have kids and I had these existing deep-rooted trust wounds and betrayal wounds that I've been carrying around for a long time, it wouldn't change the fact that my new partner potentially could have a pre-existing friendship with somebody that made me feel suspicious or jealous. So whether it's my current spouse's ex-wife or a new partner who doesn't have an ex-wife but has a longtime bestie who seems a little too close for comfort, the root is the same. And there's going to be a dandelion. That dandelion is going to poke itself up. If I was going to get into a new relationship with somebody who didn't have kids and we went on to have some kids of our own and I had some deep-rooted like, inner child wounding if I had some unresolved pain from my old, my own childhood, that pain would show up in my parenting. Like if we're being honest, it shows up all of the time in my parenting. And I've actually truly had unhealed inner child wounds, wounds show up in the relationships I have like with some of my friends, kids. So these step family dynamics that we're in, right? Yes, 100%, a billion percent, they can trigger certain things in you that you had no idea existed, right? It's like every bruise that you have, your step family knows how to push on it. Step family dynamics themselves, yes, they 100% need a specialized sort of care and attention. It needs special step family dynamics, need care and attention to untangle them, especially, right? We're a special breed of step families. But your step family didn't put these roots down. Your step family for the most part didn't put this pain down for you. May have thrown some fertilizer, right? may have put some stank on it, but did not probably for the most part lay these roots down. So if you're like most stepmoms that I work with, then those roots have probably been planted for a very long time. And whether you choose to get into self-awareness work now or later, when these patterns continue to show up for you, continue to create suffering in your life, eventually you're going to realize that this sort of deep personal exploration is necessary if you really truly want to create a fulfilling life and meaningful relationships, set family or otherwise. And something else I see all the time when it comes to developing self-awareness is that a lot of the time people don't want to do the work required because they have this thought that it's actually other people's lack of self-awareness that is the reason that they're suffering. Okay. Okay. So am I the only person here who's thought that? (laughs) Or have some of you maybe had the thought too, right? Like the thought that it's actually your spouse who completely lacks this self-awareness. And how could they not already know? How do they not already know better? How do they not already know that they're supposed to stand up for you? How do they not already know they're supposed to have better boundaries, right? How do they not already know that's not appropriate relationship to have with their ex, right? Maybe some of you, Or is it just me have thought that it's probably the ex who lacks self-awareness because obviously the things that you send over should come back. Obviously they shouldn't be phoning 400 times a day when the kids are at yours, right? Duh. And if you've ever had thoughts like that, I get it. I've had them too. I'll weigh lots of them. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of them. I still have them, right? But I've also wished on a lot of stars for a lot of zebras to change their stripes, and never have I ever had any of those wishes come true. Never have I been able to wish on behalf of somebody else. And there's this sentiment that's really common in the stepmom community this sentiment that it's not fair that you've got to be the only one doing the work, right? It's not fair that you've got to be the one digging to the roots of your unhappiness, that you've got to be the one seeking out coaching and communities support you. When it's your spouse and their first family, that's the reason for all this nonsense. Why should you have to be the one investing all the time and energy and money into developing self-awareness if they're just going to be off doing their same old, same old? Like what's the point, right? What's the point? And you're so right. You are so right. It's going to be, it would be so much easier if everybody in your step family got the help that they needed. If everyone in your step family also invested in the healing power of self-awareness. So what most stepmoms do is they say to themselves, well, that person's not going to do any work, so why should I have to, right? My spouse or their ex or the kids or the in-laws, None of them are going to change anything. They're not going to change their stripes, those zebras. And because of that, I also am not going to change a thing about myself because it's not fair. But that's exactly why you are being called to do this work. Like, do you think it's a coincidence that of all the things that you could be giving your time and attention to right now, of the gazillions of things that you have on your to-do list that are calling your name, demanding your attention? Do you really truly believe in your heart of hearts that it's a coincidence that you are listening to this sentence come out of my mouth right now? If you're like most stepmoms I know, you are being called to do this work just like you were called to stepmothering. And it might be for a reason that remains to be seen. But there's a very real possibility that this has all happened to land you right here, right now. You could be a million other places and you're here with me. Right? And I love you for it. Thank you for being here with me. So many people, so many people make decisions based on their past experiences rather than future possibilities, Most stepmoms say, I want an open, honest, trusting relationship with my spouse. I want to feel comfortable around my stepkids. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel cared for around me. I want to co-parent cooperatively. I want to feel safe in my house. I want everyone to feel safe in our house. And also by the same token, I don't really want to have to change anything that I'm doing. So let's be real for a minute, okay? Every single one of you came to the Uplifted series because there's a part of you that wants more peace, more connection, less stress, more fulfillment. A part of you that wants to beat the odds. A part of you that does not want to become a statistic. You do not want to be misconstrued as the wicked stepmom. Is there anyone who didn't come here for those things? Like, let me know if you're like, nope, no way, Brittany. I have enough peace and happiness already. I'm good. Because if that's so awesome, like that's high five. Okay. But if you're like most, then you've been probably sitting on a nail or two. And it's okay, right? If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. This is not your fault. The way that you've done stepmomming, the way you've done stepfamilying, the way that you've done relationshiping up to this point have always being your best. You have always done your best. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. And I want you to know that I know that. I know you have always done your best. I know you have always tried so hard, harder than most other people would try in your your shoes. And it's not that your best isn't good enough. It's that what you're currently doing can only continue to create the same outcomes as have already been created. Okay. This is important. You can write this down if you wish. What you are currently doing can only continue to create the same outcomes for you as have already been created. Like if I've been making the same chocolate cake recipe for 10 years, right? Eggs, sugar, butter, cocoa powder, milk, yada, 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 whatever. Every single time, I'm going to get the same chocolate cake at the end. It doesn't matter if I hate chocolate cake. It doesn't matter if I went vegan and I can't eat the eggs and milk and butter anymore. It doesn't matter if I desperately want blueberry pie more than anything in the world. If I continue to combine the same ingredients in the same sequence, I'm gonna get the same chocolate cake every single time. So when most tired and angry and exhausted and heartbroken stepmoms show up on our virtual doorstep, they're like, I want blueberry pie, but I'm only willing to stick to this recipe that I know. And if that's you, that's okay right? Nobody's forcing you to change your recipe. It's been, it's been in the family for a hundred (laughs) years. You don't have to develop self-awareness as long as you know, and you are okay with the fact that if you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always got, period. So instead of asking this question of what has your past taught you about what's possible for the future, I want you to start asking the question, what do you want your future to look like? And how do you begin to create your life from that place, from that place of possibility? Like, close your eyes for a minute. And I wanna know if you can picture this. Like, can you feel that sense of relief and peace, of genuine ease, happiness in your body. Can you feel that? Can you hear the sounds of laughter and playfulness echoing in your hallways? Can you see a picture in your mind of the way that you and your spouse look at each other with this utmost love and respect and connection and empathy, and understanding, knowing you're finally on the same page. And, you know, I'm curious if any of you have taken the time to read through the case studies from the women inside the stepmom story, the transformations that they've experienced, the stuff that used to be a pipe dream, right? And now it's life. Some of them having huge transformations in only a couple of months. If you have checked them out, I want to know in the chat whose story resonates with you the most. Like whose story do you see yourself in the most? And the last thing I want to address, you know, before we get into this time, energy, money matrix, is this sentiment that so many women especially hold that you're supposed to know how to do this already that you're supposed to know how to do this on your own. This like mistaken belief that you win some sort of like a gold medal or something. If you make it through life without asking for help or without allowing yourself to receive support. And I know, right again, since we're talking about self-awareness, I know that can stem from a whole bunch of different root cause reasons, right? Like, for one, lots of us, and let me know if this is you, let me know if you have a spouse who is resistant to the idea of you leaning into any kind of help for stepmoms because they can't understand why any of these challenges are challenges to you. They're like, why is this a big deal to you? Because they love the kids that they created. They have a whole bunch of history with their ex, right? And that history influences the way that they interact with that person. They have a whole different lens that they see the world through. And since they see it that way, they also expect you to see it that way by default. Like something my husband used to say to me that was so hurtful. It was so so hurtful. He used to tell me that I was acting like a child he would literally say to me, you are acting like a child. He'd say, my son needs me to be X, Y, Z for one, two, three reasons. And basically, how dare you feel that way? How dare you feel the way that you do about him? He's a child, right? Who's the adult here? Who's the child here? You or him? And I would have like issues with his ex taking advantage of him over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over, and over a bazillion times. It would upset me. And he would like shame me into silence, right? Like, what do you want me to do? If I do this or that or the other thing, because you're jealous and insecure, he'd say to me, she'll take away my parenting time. Is that what you want? Like, talk about gut punches and stabs to the heart. Also, I am not innocent in this whatsoever. I was nasty too, right? But not only that, not only did it feel really disgusting, like we had no idea how to communicate, right? And But at the root of it all, like saying that I was acting like a child, saying that I needed to like get my shit together basically and stop feeling the way that I did, that really felt like a betrayal, right? It really eroded our connection. It really eroded our trust because it felt like a betrayal. It felt like he was betraying me. And those conversations also, they created a lot of shame in me, right? A lot of that, who knows what that voice is like, who has this this inner dialogue. Brene Brown calls it the shame shitstorm. This This question in your head that's repeating like, what is wrong with me? And that awful thought probably all of us have had at some point that like maybe you're just not cut out to be a stepmom. And it did honestly prevent me from seeking out help, right? Like these conversations and this dialogue I had in my mind about myself prevented me from seeking out help from a, an actual professional who worked with step families. Because my shame had me believing there was something fundamentally wrong with me instead of allowing myself the space to realize the truth. Which is that step families play by a different set of rules. And nobody in my step family was aware of what those rules were. Like you wouldn't just drop somebody off who didn't know how to swim at a water polo tournament and be like, don't act like a child, get in there and win. And so if you know what that's like, you know, to have a spouse who wants you to be essentially perfect at stepmomming, but also wants that to be accomplished without you asking for support, unfortunately, this is a really common dynamic. And, and, and I see some of the comments coming through, like in the chat here, you know, like where, where was that? I saw April chatting. Essentially where you have to like fight for fight your partner to support you in this, right? Sarah's saying this was a conversation that she and her partner had to have when she started working with me. What was that, Sarah, now? Two years ago? Over two years ago now? And like, I have to follow, I have to also follow this up. Hannah, I'm glad to also, sorry, I'm trying to read the comments. Hannah says she, he doesn't fully understand, but he's supportive. I'm really glad to hear that. Right? I'm, really, I'm really glad to hear that. It makes a big difference when our spouses are supportive. And sometimes they don't know how to be, right? This isn't their fault. They're not doing it to be nasty. It's a communication breakdown because we don't know how to communicate in step families. It's not our fault. It's not their fault. We have a different set of rules. We have a different rule book. And I have to like follow up this stuff that my husband said to me. I have to follow this up also by saying... He does not talk to me like that anymore, right? We don't talk to each other like that anymore. We've learned how to communicate, thankfully. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it, right? One of the biggest issues in step couples is this inability to be able to communicate to see each other's sides. And most people think that since they see the world one way, their spouse should see it the same way right? Like if you want your spouse to see things your way, say me in the chat, let me know. There's just so much conflict and frustration and disconnection that arises when the people in a couple aren't able to hear each other because they're trying so desperately to be heard and understood themselves. How many of you ever felt like if your spouse could just understand your perspective, If they could just try for one second to see things your way, so many of your problems will go away. Right? Let me know in the chat if this is you. And I just want to follow that up by saying, you know, Dr. John Gottman, who, if you don't know who Dr. Gottman is, he's like the king of relationships, the king of relationship research. He has stated, Dr. Gottman, Gottman Institute, has stated that 69% of conflict in relationships is unresolvable. So in other words, for every 10 fights that you have with your spouse, you're only going to be able to solve three of them. The other seven are going to require something called conflict management. Conflict management. Now, part of conflict management is learning a new language to communicate in that allows you and your spouse to speak and be heard. To hear and be heard. So whether your spouse is resistant to letting or to like the idea of of you leaning into any kind of help for stepmoms because they can't understand why these challenges are a big deal to you. Or, you know, a lot of you have spouses who are probably really glad that you're seeking out support, but also at the same time, probably still finds it really difficult to see things from your perspective. Even if your spouse is like generally supportive of the self-awareness and personal growth work that you do but you still find it kind of challenging to communicate about issues that have a big emotional charge to them, right? Usually about their first family. That's why I've created something new. I'm so proud of it. Called Communication for Step Couples. It's gonna be a workshop. I'm gonna be hosting it, running it in the late spring. And even though my husband is super shy, he's so cute. Even though my husband Seamus, he's super shy, he has tentatively agreed to co-facilitate this workshop with me. So we can show you some like real-time demos of dialogue, right, how to speak to be heard, how to listen to understand. So whether you're already a Stepmom Story member or you're planning to join us during our enrollment next week, both you and your spouse, are going to be invited to this communication for step couples workshop, okay? It's gonna be included with your membership if you're part of the stepmom mom story. So hopefully by the end of it, you will have a handy dandy framework to create some compassionate and connected habits in your communication. So exciting, right? Ha. Oh, I'm excited they are excited, April. <laughs> Me too, <laughs> he's so nervous, he's so cute. Oh, I love him. <sighs> Okay, so you might be sitting there being like, okay, Brittany, right? Like, let's do this thing. You know that it's time to get off the nail. You know that developing more self-awareness is the ticket to less stress, more happiness, better relationships, more fulfillment. You've accepted the fact that you can't do it on your own. You feel confident that there's a few tweaks that you and your partner can make to your communication that can open up some more connection and understanding between you and you are ready. Hey. Okay. Ready to take the bull by the horns. Let me know in the chat if you are ready, if you're excited, if you're ready, if you want to do this, let's do it. Okay. So Like we talked about in lesson one, every symptom that you're experiencing right now in your step family, okay, symptom being issues with bonding, issues with co-parenting, the way that those issues affect you, issues with your relationship, issues with feeling guilty about how you feel, right, feeling badly about the way that you feel, et cetera. Each of these is rooted in something different. Okay. And something deeper. So whatever brought you to the Uplifted Stepmom series, those are your symptoms. Okay. And today we're going to start digging to the roots of that. So over the years, I've come to realize every challenge stepmoms experience is rooted in one of three things, time, energy, or money. Who disagrees with that? If you can think of something you're struggling with in your step family that does not have to do with time, energy, or money, let me know. And yes, boundaries, I mean, boundaries with like X's are like energy or time, right? So let me know if you can think of something, put it in the chat so we can talk about it, okay? But if you can't, which I've thought really hard about this, right? Is there anything that is not time, energy or money related? I've thought really hard about this. I haven't been able to think of anything. So if you do, I want to hear it, okay. So the intention of, okay, Christine says medical issues, but what makes those an issue? The time it requires to go to appointments, the energy required for more childcare, heavier childcare, heavier load, the money required for treatment, right? behaviors in children, the energy requirement to parent, the money requirement for therapy, right? Keep them coming, keep them coming. So the intention of today's lesson is twofold. Okay, first of all, I'm going to help you identify these specific areas that are mismatched for you because we know that suffering develops when there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. Okay, write that down. That's a gold nugget right there. Suffering is created when you notice that there's a gap between where you currently are and where you want to be. And two, the second intention of today's lesson is to provide you with a really clear, crystal, crystal clear vision for establishing a stepfamily that beats the odds. Because if you don't know where you're going, then how will you know when you get there? One of the story gals, probably least favorite questions that I ask them all the time. (laughs) If you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? So first things first, in your workbook on page eight, you will see the title, Time, Energy, Money, Matrix. Okay, I'm going to walk you through this the whole way, so just stay with me. Also, I'm going to try and share my screen so that you can... If you don't, if you're like on your phone and you are trying to see this sheet, I'm going to try, <laughs> I'm going to try and share my screen. I hope that I don't like close down or something, but if I do, I'll be back in here. Maybe I don't know how to, I don't know how to share it. I'm just kidding. I can't do it. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry guys. Um, okay. Does everyone have the worksheet? Does everyone know what I'm talking about? Page eight, time, energy, money, matrix. Click the link below. So on page eight, time, energy, money, matrix, the first two columns on there are labeled T for time. The second two columns are labeled E for energy. And the last two columns are labeled M for money. If you don't have it printed out and you can't like listen to me and look at the worksheet at the same time, all you have to do is make just draw like one time, two, four, six, six columns. Okay. They don't have to be very big. Six columns at the top. And then we're going to go through on the side. Okay. So six columns at the top, T, T, E, E, M, M. Time, time, energy, energy, money, money. And I'll walk you through it. So we'll do that along the top. I wish I could share my screen. Sorry that I can't. So. What I don't want you doing as we go through this, I do not want you getting into overthinking. I don't want you like whipping out your calculators and distilling this down to like the quarter of a percentile, okay? Part of self-awareness is learning to listen to and trust your gut, okay? So let these answers be intuitive. Let it be easy. Let it be authentic. Don't overthink it. So what I'm going to do is ask you for a rough estimate of what you are currently investing. What are your current expenditures in your perspective for each of these categories? So the question is not, what does your spouse think that you contribute? What do you think that you should be contributing? The question is not and hear me say this, the question is not what is required for the functioning of your household and everybody in it. The question is, what are you yourself in your perspective? What are you currently expending? What are you yourself expending in each of these categories? I'm going to walk you through it. Christine, I'm going to walk you through it. Okay. So we're going to start in the Pink columns first, first T column for time, okay? So how much of your time, these are all time questions, how much of your time, in a percentage, it doesn't have to add up to 100, how much of your time are you currently investing on your home, okay? So that's like inside work, outside work, chores, meals, renos, upgrading. How much time are you investing on your home? Next, how much time in a percentage are you investing in couple time, your relationship, your romantic relationship? How much time are you spending connecting, working out logistics, doing kid-free things? What percentage of time in your couple time? Now, what percentage are you investing, spending in your overall family time? So like time with your parents, time with your in-laws, time with your siblings, time with your kids. How much time do you spend with your family? Now we're going to get a little more granular with family. Don't worry about it adding up to 100%, Jade. Just like first, whatever your first instinct is. Okay. Because some of these get more granular. How much of your time are you spending on your own children? If you brought children from a prior relationship as well, how much of your time goes to your own children? Next, how much time, I messed that up, but that's okay. How much time are you spending on your stepchildren? Okay. How much time are you spending on your stepchildren? And finally, how much time are you spending on any hours, kids, that you have? Next, how much time are you spending on your career? Whether that's like your current work hours, any career advancement, aspirations, school, master's degrees, et cetera. How much time are you spending on the prior spouse? rushing around to drop-offs that they missed, right? Bailing them out, doing whatever. How much time are you spending on the prior spouse? Talking about them, right? How much time do you spend talking about the prior spouse with your friends, with your partner? Now, playtime. How much time do you spend playing, doing fun things? That can be playtime in any capacity, right? Play time with your partner, play time alone, play time with your kids. How much time do you spend in play? And finally, how much time are you spending on your own learning and growth? Okay, your own learning and growth. So that could be your personal learnings, anything you you and your spouse are doing together, right? Some couples do like Dave Ramsey stuff together. Learning and growth. Now don't worry about tallying that all up. We're gonna skip the next column, the second T column, and we're gonna move on to the first E. So that'll be column three for those of you who are journaling this. So we're gonna do energy expenditure now, okay? How much energy percentage-wise are you currently investing on your home? how much energy this can be different than how much time that you spend right so inside and outside work thinking about what's going into your garden thinking about renos making grocery lists planning meals etc etc trying to make the kids, trying to get the kids to do chores how much energy are you spending on your home next how much energy are you spending in couple time how much energy are you spending connecting? How much energy are you spending trying to figure out logistics? Next, how much energy are you spending in overall family? Parents, in-laws, siblings, kids, etc.? Now we're gonna break these kid categories down again, okay? How much energy are you spending on your own kids? How much energy are you spending on your stepkids? And how much time are you spending on any hours, babies, hours, kids? Next, how much energy are you spending on your career? How much energy are you spending on the prior spouse? This includes like thinking about them, stressing about them, is big energy expenditure, okay? How much energy are you spending in play, play playtime? And lastly, how much energy are you spending in learning and growth, okay? School, courses, classes, whatever that looks like for you. And finally, we're going to skip to the first M, M, as in money column. Okay. The pink money column. So that would be column five for those of you who are writing it in a journal. So how much money percentage wise? Money, money, money. Percentage wise, are you currently contributing? And if your finances are joint- then consider like fill it in as your joint finances. Don't overthink this. Whatever comes out for you comes out. If you want to separate into whatever you are contributing, that's fine. If you want to do joint, that's fine as well. Okay. So how much money percentage wise are you contributing to your home? So that would include things like meals, bills, Renos, your home directly. How much money are you spending on couple time? How much money are you spending on your overall family? On your parents, on your in-laws, on your siblings, on your kids, percentage-wise then into the kids getting specific with the kids how much money are you spending on your kids how much money are you spending on your stepkids? and how much money do you spend on hours babies combined kids next percentage how much money are you spending on the prior spouse try to keep those <laughs> let's breathe through those triggers much money percentage wise are you spending on the prior spouse how much money do you spend in play time okay and how much money percentage wise are you spending on your own learning and growth or something that you and your spouse are doing as a couple so not like how much money are you spending on your kids learning and growth like tutors that would be included in kids Okay. So just go ahead and type in the chat. Let me know like on first blush, what was this step like for you? Okay. Like how did it feel to have each of these categories broken down into a really granular look at where your time and your money and your energy are going? Were there any surprises for you? Maybe some of you had a realization of where your time and energy and money are not going, right? Some of you might've noticed there's a big discrepancy between how much you're currently investing, how much you're currently spending in certain areas that to be frank, you don't wanna be, or at least not at that scale. And maybe you're noticing there's an imbalance of investments, right? Maybe this is something that was already conscious to you, right? When we're salty about something, we're probably conscious of it to some degree. Or maybe it's something that a part of you has been kind of subconsciously aware of, but you haven't looked at it like this before, okay? Okay, Crystal and Cassie say overwhelming. So what makes it overwhelming? Like what specifically felt overwhelming about that? The exercise itself or like the reality of what's happening? So we're going to do a second set. We're not done, okay? There's more to this here. In the next step, we're gonna go through all of that again. We'll go through it a little bit faster this time. In the next step, you're gonna be getting clear on the gap. Okay, so remember when I said suffering is created when there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be, right? So in order to be able to close the gap and therefore eliminate the suffering, it's helpful to have a conscious awareness of those gaps. Otherwise, how are you supposed to make any changes? If you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? Okay, so I'm just looking at some of the comments coming in. A bit of both, more the reality, the reality of what we're spending time on. Christine says, I have a lot of struggles dealing with the money my husband spends, but that's his money, not mine. So money to the X for me is 0%, but I find it frustrating. Okay, so in that case, you would be spending energy on that, right? You'd be spending energy on the X or more energy on the money part. Like on, in. do you know what I mean? Am I saying this right? So you aren't invest, you aren't spending, Christine, you're not spending the money out of your piggy bank, <laughs> You're not spending your own money on this, but you are spending energy thinking about the money, right? So tack that onto the energy part. If it's not directly financially affecting you. Yeah. Spending money, spending energy being annoyed. Totally. So we're going to scooch on to the second column here. Okay. You, y'all can like unpack this in the group if you need help with it. Okay. Um, So let's move on to the second column. Things are going to start to click here also more, okay, if they haven't already. So second column for each category, if you have your printout from the workbook, go ahead and grab that. If you're using your journal, that's great too. So this column is going to be in a perfect world. If everything worked as it should in your life, How much time and energy and money would you be investing into each of these categories? Okay. And again, hear me take a pause. Don't try and skip ahead and do this as fast as you can take a pause and let me, let me talk here for a second. This is not how much is required. This is not yes, but the court order says that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking, well, if you don't do it, then who will about the housework percentages, right? That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking in a perfect world, in a perfect world, what would you be spending in each of these categories? So if I'm currently spending 50% of my time on household upkeep, which takes up 70% of my energy, but I wanna finish my master's. And I'm currently only spending 10% of my time and 10% of my energy on career advancement or learning. Something's gotta give, right? So the gap that we're gonna come across here as we fill these out is gonna be like, oh, I'm spending 10% of my my time on my career when in a perfect world, I'd be spending 25%. Not how am I gonna make that happen? How am I gonna take the time away from my housework? But in a perfect world okay? The gap is I'm spending 30% of my energy stressed out and anxious and worrying about the ex spouse when in a perfect world, I would be spending zero, right? So we're going to go through this together from the top, starting in the first gray column, column two for those of you in your journals, second column. In a perfect world, how much of your time do you wish you were spending? on your home? How much time percentage would you be spending on your couple time? Time overall family? Time on your kids? Time on your stepkids? Perfect world and be honest. Time on ours, kids? What percent of your time would you be spending on your career? What percent of your time would you be spending on the prior spouse? What percent of your time would you be spending in playtime? And what percent of your time would you be spending in learning and growth? Don't go do anything with that yet. We're gonna scooch on over to energy. So second column in the energy. Column four for those of you in your journals. In a perfect world, what percentage of your energy would you be spending on your home? In couple time? In overall family time? On your kids? On your stepkids? On ours, babies? How much energy would you be spending on your career, on the prior spouse, in playtime? And how much energy would you be spending in learning and growth? And finally, last column, in a perfect world, how much money, what percentage of your money would you be spending on your home? In couple time, in overall family time, on your kids, on your stepkids, on ours babies, how much money would you be spending in your career, on your prior spouse or your partner's prior spouse, in play time? And what percentage of your money would you be spending in learning and growth? So if you've been following along, congratulations, because you officially have a roadmap in front of you. Now, be honest. Who is expecting me to say that your goal now is to figure out how to get from your current time energy money expenditures to your perfect world time, money, energy, energy expenditures. Like let me know in the chat if you think I'm about to say your next step is to figure out how to turn column A into column B, right? Your next step is to get your percentages matching up. Ta-da! You're done. Because the symptoms that you're having in your step family, a.k.a. the reasons that brought you to the uplifted stepmom in the first place, do in fact all boil down to these discrepancies, okay? And the root cause of your suffering is the discrepancy, right? The suffering is created because of the difference between where you are and where you want to be right? So the next logical step is to close the gap, right? Meh, wrong. <laughs> Not totally wrong. Not totally wrong. There's a lot of information in these discrepancies, okay? But what if I told you, let me just throw a wrench at everything. What if I told you your next step is not at all going to involve coming up with a plan to get your columns to match up? What the what? What? Pump what? Pump the brakes here, Brittany. So what you have in front of you is not, I repeat, not, do not take this to your spouse and be like, look at all this. Just Stay with me till the end of the series. Don't go making anything, any drastic changes. Don't quit your job. Don't quit life. Okay. Just stay with me. Stay calm. We're gonna get through this together. Okay. So you have in front of you and not an invitation to turn your 80% contribution into a 30% contribution on housework. It's not about like snapping your fingers and turning the 25% energy you're spending stressing about the X into 0% energy. Why, okay? Because if it was that easy to close those gaps, you would have done it already. If it was that easy to close those gaps, you would have done it already. You're aware of this suffering. Like wouldn't you? Would you not have closed the gaps if you could have already? You already have an awareness of the fact that there's probably too much time or energy or money or not enough time or energy or money dedicated to your own well-being and your peace and your happiness. So if this was surface level stuff, Wouldn't you have already made the changes necessary to give yourself a better quality of life? So what you have in front of you is a treasure map. The bigger the discrepancy between your columns, the bigger the discrepancy between what currently is and what your perfect world scenario would be, the higher the chance that you have got some digging to do. okay. So what you are going to do next, what we are going to do next, is try to figure out the root cause of these discrepancies. Right? What is the root cause of these discrepancies? So let me give you an example. Do you want to, for example, do you want to be spending 50% of your time and 70% of your energy on the household? Is that something that hypothetically brings you joy? Or is it something that you're doing out of a sense of obligation? Or because the way that you were raised has you believing that it's your responsibility as a woman in the household to sacrifice your wellness for a clean friggin' floor. Or because you're trying to make yourself indispensable to your spouse. Trying to prove your worth and your worthiness to your spouse. Trying to make them need you, Right? So you take on all these responsibilities in order to create a sense of safety and security for yourself. That's my MO, right? That is my MO. Roots, my friends. Yeah. Saying that you're just going to start doing less around the house and you're just going to turn that 50% into 30%, it ain't going to cut it. It ain't gonna cut it until the underlying drivers behind your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors get sorted through. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, like, okay, 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 what are those underlying drivers, right? What is at the root of these thoughts and feelings and behaviors? What is at the root of these discrepancies? How do you know what's causing your symptoms? So, that you can make these changes that are necessary to create long lasting changes in your step family. How do you go ahead and develop that self awareness? And that's why, in our last workshop, in workshop number three, I'm gonna be leading you through the exact five step process that I've created, that I've used myself to turn my step family life around, that I teach inside of your stepmom story. And now that you can follow in order to start solving for the root cause of your symptoms. And aren't you giving yourself, like, can we just pause here? Aren't you giving yourself such a gift? Can we take a moment to, like, virtually high-five? Virtually high-five each other, give each other some love, celebrate each other because you're still here listening and participating getting your shovel getting your headlamp getting ready to go exploring in the depths of these roots everybody says they want the results everybody says they want a peaceful step family they want the connected relationships they want the honesty they want the transparency they want the authenticity everyone says they want this personal fulfillment Right? They say they wanna get rid of the resentment. They say they wanna live happily ever after. But who is here doing the work? Who is here walking their talk? You are. You are. And once you start to harvest the fruits of this work, once you get the time and the money and the energy reallocated Once your time and your money and your energy is designated authentically and intentionally and in alignment with who you really are and what you really want from life, I want you to imagine what life feels like for you then. Will you travel more? Will you and your spouse have more weekends away together with no kids? Will you take trips to the mountain? trips to the beach, camping, hiking, couples retreats, like what will you two do together when this is reallocated? What does life look like when you actually want to be home all the time? When you actually enjoy being at your house, when you actually enjoy being under your own roof? when you feel like your home is your dang home, 100% of the time, what will that look like to you? What will that feel like to you? Are you going to finish that kitchen reno? Are you finally going to get that fresh coat of paint on? Are you going to start in entertaining more often, inviting your friends over, inviting your family over because you don't feel embarrassed anymore? reconnecting, allowing yourself to reconnect with a social life that's maybe fallen by the wayside and gone to the back burner as you've been trying to survive the last handful of years. What happens to your health, right? When these positive changes are made, when these discrepancies are dealt with, when you get your energy back, when you want to get on your yoga mat, when you want to go outside, when you want to go for a walk, when you want to meditate, How does it impact you? How does it impact your physical health to be out from underneath this crushing weight of stress that you've been carrying for way too effing long? How does it feel to exist in your body, to exist in your mind when life feels light and easy and fun? Who do you become? I want you to think on this. I want you to ponder on this until our next workshop in just a couple of days. Who do you become when you take these reins back? When you say, this is your life and yes, you can and yes, you will live it to the fullest while also ensuring that the people that you love feel seen and heard and validated and important that yes, you can live in a home that feels like your home while also ensuring that the people that your spouse brought from their first life also feel respected and cared for and like it's their home too. So we're gonna make it happen, okay? We gotcha, I gotcha, we gotcha. Look at all these amazing women on this call. We've got each other. Friends don't let friends set mom alone. Yeah. So we're going to make this happen. I'm going to see you in just a few days for workshop number three, where you can start to put all of these pieces together, where you can leave with this complete process that you can use over and over and over and over again to help make these dreams of yours a reality. So Thank you so much for being here with me tonight, for joining, for tuning in, for hanging out with us, for going through that exercise. A lot of people wouldn't do that. So Thank you so much. I'll see you in the group. Make sure to ask any questions, post your takeaways, encourage each other, root for each other, cheer each other on. We've got each other and we're going to lean into each other. I hope you have a great night. I'll see you in two days for our next workshop. Good night, ladies.